I like this quote, and I think it applies here by St. Augustine. Um, he said, complete abstinence is easier than perfect moderation. Um, mm. And oh, so yeah. when you think about trying to have, like, the perfect relationship with God and the perfect, like, um, life balance where you're spending X amount of time to work and then you're, like, praying for X amount, which there's no perfect formula. Yeah. But um, I think fasting kind of ties into this idea that complete abstinence is like it can be easier than balancing everything perfectly yeah that's that's super good Welcome to episode number six. Six, 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 six. The last six, time we, <laughs> the last time we covered the spiritual disciplines, this time we are going to dive into the spiritual disciplines individually. This one we're covering fasting. It's not a very common uh, discipline anymore. It used to be extremely common. People fifty to hundred years ago would fast every week, if not twice a week, uh, huh. and. We're losing it, so we want to dive in, see the biblical uses of it, stuff like that. So Bring back a fasting revival. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask, how do you know we're losing it? Uh, like, how do you know people don't just do it without talking about it? That is valid. However, I have this thought that has been looming in my brain. People will preach about things that they practice, but... You don't often, like, when's the last time you've heard a sermon on fasting? That's true. Right? But you've certainly heard sermons on reading your Bible and praying. Yep. And so people don't feel uh, qualified to preach on things that they don't practice themselves. Mm -hmm. And since people aren't being preached to, they're also not practicing it. Right? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a cycle yeah. of uh, deterioration. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Break the cycle here. Yeah. Yeah. We're not preaching. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are, Simon. <laughs> no. Um, okay, so we're first going to go through some instances in the Bible when they use fasting, because actually fasting is mentioned more in the Bible than baptism is. Uh, not saying baptism isn't important. I'm just magnifying the importance of, yeah. of fasting. Some of, I mean, some of the most iconic, uh, like, stories in the Bible are with fasting. So if you look at uh, Jesus himself when he went into the wilderness, yeah. uh, before he was tempted by the devil, like I'm, I'm gonna take a safe bet and say probably the toughest temptations that anyone could ever face, right? Mm -hmm. And he prepared for that by fasting forty days. And it like it doesn't exactly say this is why he was fasting, but there's a lot to be taken from what Jesus does more than or uh, as well as what he says. I first learned that in the book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. We talked about that on episode zero, but it got taken down. So we're going to talk <laughs> talk about it again. Uh, the whole concept of that book is 
learning to slow down your life because Jesus lived a slow life. And he never really tells you, like, hey, you guys should be living a slower life. Like, you can see it in the things that he does. For example, uh, Lazarus, right? They, He was going to go see him to heal him, but he he wasn't hurrying. He just slowed down, and he ended up performing a miracle, nevertheless, even after Lazarus had died. So, point to take from that is that we can learn from Jesus to slow down our lives, even though he didn't directly say it. So, in something like this, uh, I, I believe he does command us to fast later, but um, even though he doesn't directly state his reasoning, we can kind of infer he's doing this because he's yeah. about to feel these huge temptations from Satan. Yeah, so this is kind of in Matthew 4, and I really appreciate verse 4 of that, and I think this kind of gets at the core of what fasting is, um, but... Uh, it says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Um, and so we're talking about not living by bread and by food, but instead being filled by the word and yeah. by the spirit. Yeah, and putting that, putting down that really core desire uh, in replacement for God. Anyway, um, Let's go through a couple more instances. And these are just some uh, verses that I've pulled. I don't I don't understand the full meaning of all of them. Um, but I think there's something to be learned nonetheless. Can I just say something about that verse real quick? Yeah. About man shall not live by bread alone. Um, I kind of thought about, like, what you might think of as fasting because it doesn't have to always be food a lot of people will say which you might have a different opinion about but there's things that we abstain from because we want to try and break bad habits that we feel are kind of getting in the way of us and god so i think of eating as something that you know we're kind of it like it's almost an addiction because i mean we we need to eat but we feel the withdrawal symptoms and like it hmm. you, when you're hungry you feel that yeah that's interesting and so i'm just thinking like what's we i think we talked about it before just on the side conversation somewhere about uh, like abstaining from something and fasting and like what the difference is yeah i think there's a distinct difference whenever in the bible they mention fasting they are never referring to i don't know <laughs> I'll use a modern example of not using social media or yeah. just putting something off. Because fasting is different than anything else in that you literally have to eat to survive. You don't have to be on social media to survive. You don't have to, I don't know, not drink pop. <laughs> or, or wait, you don't have – I said that wrong. Anyway, it's distinctly different in that you have to eat. And that's why you're putting it down. Whereas other things that you quote unquote fast from, uh, I really think you should be saying that you abstain from it instead. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? Sure. Yeah. And that's kind of part of the point of fasting is it's showing this need for for yeah. God and for the Bible and for this relationship that you're taking something else away that you need for uh I mean, to some extent. 
and then you're replacing it with something else that a lot of times we don't we see it as like a side thing but yeah you're putting it in the forefront and like this is something that we need yeah um we put god as our priority or we say we do above everything else even above the things that really should be the utmost priority is like our lives being food like food fuels that and so it i mean it's it truly is i don't really know what i'm saying but but <laughs> since food is so vital to life we need to replace that kind of same mentality and instead say no god like we need you like you are vital to my life right we don't need to live by bread alone exactly okay so here are some other examples in the bible esther 416 go gather together all the jews who are in susa and fast for me do not eat or drink for three days night or day and i and my attendants will fast as you do when this is done i will go to the king even though it is against the law and if i perish i perish so chapter four this is the point where uh they're gonna kill all the jews esther's a jew so she's she's gonna go tell the king that she's a jew and then uh there's some serious risk in that she could be killed on the spot because she wasn't like called by the king so to think for me what i draw from that is that the amount of courage that she needs to be able to do that like she doesn't have to she could she could totally just sit back and like yeah her cousins her cousins and family would be killed but you know what she gets probably all the food she ever wants all this like she probably has a ton of servants uh i mean she has she has the life in that day and age and the fact that she goes and risks it all but she gets her strength from all of the nation of jews fasting beforehand i think that has something to be said yeah Mm -hmm. and applying that to modern society and modern christendom like how often do we take a big decision in our life and like fast before it yeah like that's just not something that you hear yeah exactly uh, another thing what I think is really powerful about this is it's not telling us just to fast on our own, right? I mm-hmm. think there's a lot more power in fasting with other people, right? So combining the discipline of fellowship and fasting together. Uh, you're going to see this theme a lot that we think that combining spiritual disciplines is more like unlocking more potential. Mm-hmm. Um and again, again here, combining fellowship and fasting, I think you get more out of it. I'm not, I'm not sure what that looks like in our lives in terms of like, I don't know, if you're fasting with someone, do you check in on them, see how they're doing, or do you just pray about a similar thing, or mm. you see what I'm saying? So there's something to dive into there. Yeah, I think this kind of gives me an opportunity to share like an experience that we had when I did fasting this week, which I'm like, I'm new at it, but I, I wanted to try it for the sake of, you know, learning. and. Well, you have twice now. Yeah, I have yeah. twice. But this, this time I didn't know what I was going to pray about when I was to pray. And we'll probably get into it later on this episode, but being purposeful with what we're fasting for, or what we're praying about, or what we're doing with that, that time that we're not eating. And I was like, I want to fill it with something but I didn't 
have anything. And I feel like sometimes I, I beat myself up because I didn't have something specific to pray about in that time. But I did. I, I feel like I beat myself up often because I'll say, okay, I'll, I'll pray for you today. And then when it comes to when I start to pray, you know, I'll, I'll sometimes forget some of the specific things that I should be praying about, like family members' health or something yeah. like that. And I think that fasting is just like I'm purposing in my heart that I'm going to pray for that person every time I feel the hunger. And so um, this week I just I asked Winston what he needed and I prayed for that. Yeah. And then hmm. that that encouraged me to ask Simon also. I mean, <laughs> it's kind of like, hey, do you have any prayer requests? And then you're like, oh, shoot, I should probably ask, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but, uh, it was really good for me because before. This this is the first time I I'd really like prayed about something specific when I'm fasting. Before it would just been like uh, I'm gonna try and get closer to God today. Mm-hmm. Which don't get me wrong, I think like that should still be the point. But it really helps to have a main focus mm-hmm. put on it. Uh, another thing that I thought was um, like seeing seeing your experience as someone that's new to it. I I saw this too. I. Um, for background, I started with my mom this summer. I think we were listening to a podcast maybe, and they mentioned it, uh, I think from John Mark Comer. And we were like, why don't we do that? So, like, I don't think my mom had really ever, ever done it. And she's, uh, I'm going to say she's in her 40s. You're welcome, mom. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And uh, it's been a ride in the beginning. Like, I remember my first time. It was, <laughs> honestly, like, it was good. It was out of good intentions, but it was terrible. Like, I didn't really know how to do it. You hear that buzzing? Yeah. Oh, shoot. All right, well. Spin the. Spin them? Spin them. Wait, this. Maybe. Oh, one is loose. Anyway. Uh, what I noticed was we were so, f- we were both so focused on the food part. And. Uh, man, I cannot focus with this. <laughs> All right, <Now coughs> I know. So anyway, welcome back, guys. Even though it probably wasn't anything for you, we had technical difficulties. There was static in the background. What? I was just gonna do a sound effect, but okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, we had technical difficulties. I believe I was talking about my first time fasting, so you I'll go back to that. And your and your mother. Yeah, and my mom. <laughs> we <laughs> we both had troubles focusing too much on the hunger. I was listening mm. to uh, an episode of it was something on spiritual disciplines, just to get me in the mindset for these episodes. And this one was about fasting, and the guy said that. What people, what most people think is, okay, I'm hungry. Why am I hungry? Oh, I'm fasting. Okay. And then their next thought is, when do I get to eat next? Mm. Uh, whereas what it should be is, I'm hungry. Okay, why am I hungry? I'm fasting. Okay, why am I fasting? And then there should be your answer. Uh-huh. Instead of, okay, now when do, when do I get to eat next? If, if you let the food take control of you, it will. Uh, and so instead you need to turn it into a, um, the food serves you or your hunger feeds, serves you, uh, instead. And I think that 
that's a skill that needs to be learned. Yeah. Um, like Simon, I know you had a rough time your first. I mean, not rough, but like. Yeah, I didn't feel like I got too much out of it. Like, yeah. I, I feel like when you do a spiritual discipline, like reading or praying or whatever, you feel the benefits of it and you can see the results. Yeah. But sometimes you don't, and that can kind of discourage you. Mm-hmm. And I, I did fasting for the first time, and I was like, that's interesting because, I mean, it was a good experience to have, but I was like, I don't know how much it did for me. But maybe my heart wasn't in the right spot or, you know. Uh, I think it's also possible that your heart can be in the right spot, but you still don't necessarily yeah. do it correctly. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And I I just, I was aware that it was my first time and I just, I don't know. <laughs> so I, I think it's important to learn or to keep in mind that you're not going to be perfect at it right off the bat, uh, but you will get better at it. I, I've at least seen that and my mom has too. Um, yeah. And, and, and you know what? like now when i when i fast that is usually the best day of the week for me hmm. um, interesting sometimes not sometimes i have a, an off day uh just not able to focus as much uh on whatever my goal is or whatever but most that most weeks it is my my favorite day of the week um just because i feel refueled and um i would say i feel the power of the spirit working I have a question. Okay. What What do you mean by fasting correctly? Like, is there there's is there a rule book for fasting? No, but I said that, like, you can focus on the hunger too much, and I would say that is wrong. Yes. Okay. Uh, or, hmm. yeah. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, but there's no like set way to fast, right? No, and I think there's certain ways. That worked better for others. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you said that you prayed for, I mean, you prayed for me and I prayed for you that one time. And so some people might find more benefit in fasting for other people. Uh, some people might find more benefit in fasting uh, for a particular decision that they're making. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think each person will probably uh, find the benefit in whatever. I mean, we talked about this last episode in that some people take reading easier or some people take journaling easier. But with fasting, I think you can take uh, objectives easier or not. Yeah, I have, I have a question. So mm-hmm. we look at prayer and like reading the scriptures. This is something that we should be doing um, on a regular basis, like every day and um yeah, for I think we should fast every single day. <laughs> no, that's not where I'm going. <laughs> but is fasting something that we should be doing like consistently? Like this is something that I should do once every other week or something like that? Mm-hmm. Or should it? Or should there be more spontaneity in it when you're s- like, like going back to Esther? Like this is a big moment in like my life. This is a big decision, and I can yeah. fast before this or both. Um. Something that I like to look at uh, for uh, for this, like as a comparison, there are some churches that take communion every uh, every week. Our church does it twice a year. I don't think either is wrong. We take it twice a year, so less common, uh, so that the ritual stays important, right? Mm-hmm. But then other churches do it every week because it's important. So there's two different perspectives there. I think 
on the one side, you could reserve it for the most, uh, um, like the words aren't coming to my mind, to my mind right now. Like but reverence. Yeah, and just like the most serious moments. Whereas the other time, uh, or the other side of it is, you might want to do it every week or every month, uh, because you want that every single week. Yeah. So, um, and you know, there's no saying that you can't do it for both. Like, why why right. can't you do it once a, like once a month, and in those times, pray for something that you've really been struggling with or something. Sure, yeah. Um, okay, uh, still going through some examples. We've got two more. Uh, in Second Samuel one twelve, after Saul and his son Jonathan die, um, it says, They mourned and wept and fasted till evening for Saul and his son Jonathan and for the army of the Lord and for the nation of Israel because they had fallen by the sword. This is a really interesting one. They're not fasting necessarily for like strength, but they're fasting to mourn. And this one I'm not really connecting with. So if you no. guys have maybe any thoughts. This one sounds like the most difficult one. Yeah. Like mourning and then you do something that's not like physically pleasing or like yeah. The most physically unpleasing thing. Not the most, but you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, like like it's up there. Because some people will, in their morning, try to distract themselves with other things. But this is like just allowing that sorrow and the morning to, like, you, you want to dwell on it. Yeah. I Maybe there's something to be said that in this time of grief, they need ever more so to fill themselves with the Spirit. Right. Yeah. And so maybe that is a, the better time to fast, or maybe not better, but just it. It's a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think this is why it's important to talk about the spiritual disciplines and not think that, oh, I don't want to be prideful and like flex on other people and say like, oh, I did this this week. I think it's important to talk about it because we need to learn when the time of mourning comes. Like, how can we biblically address that or? you know, share experiences with fasting, share experiences with fellowship and how <laughs> they help us. Yep. I'm pulling up that verse in uh, Matthew, Matthew 16 through, or 6, 16. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Matthew 6, 16 through 18. Uh, let's see. Let's, okay. Stupid. The AI gives me a, um, an abbreviate, or like not abbreviate, um, Summarized version of it. Okay. <laughs> when you fast, do not look somber. Sober? <sighs> what? <laughs> S-O-M-B-E-R. Yeah, somber. Okay. I th- somber. thought the M was silent for a second. For example, bomb. Wait, <laughs> somber. Oh, wait. <laughs> wait. <laughs> somber. <laughs> It's not even silent and bomb. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, anyways. <laughs> do, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen. So, 
don't don't go out boasting and saying oh like i'm fasting like look at me um it should be a mostly private thing uh but that's not to say that you can't do it with other people or encourage other people to do it with you right you lose the heart of it when you like go and like shout it out Mm -hmm. or what the pharisees but it's also well it's christianity's uh a faith of intentions right so it i mean yes you can go and proclaim it out of selfish intention but you can also go and proclaim it out of like a preaching type nature or calling people Mm. to try this because we obviously know that there's value in it it's in the bible right and like jesus himself did it for 40 days which is insane and so of anything we should really want to share that joy with others and so i it's it's really all about the heart Mm. um yeah, so I do think it is important to share it with others and get more people involved. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I have one last example here. Uh, Exodus 34, verse 28. Moses was there with the Lord 40 days and 40 nights without eating bread or drinking water, and he wrote on the tables, or tablets of the word, tablets, the word of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. So here, I mean, the dude's being given the yeah. <laughs> the <clears throat> the Ten Commandments like again just a very intense moment in the history of the Israelites and he prepared for that by fasting so in your intense uh, moments uh, this is also something because wasn't Moses in the glory of the Lord there like in the presence. Yeah, he yeah. didn't. He didn't see his face, but he's like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So there, if you're, maybe if you're seeking the Lord's presence in your life in a particular setting, fasting is the way to go. Is that what we can draw from that? Um, but I think either way, just the strength that it gives you and the courage, as you see in Esther, I think it's um, well. The results speak for themselves. Yeah. I wonder if that'll be a theme among all these spiritual disciplines is this is something that we do to connect ourselves to God and then these more um, intense spiritual times. And yeah, I mean, there's several different situations that we use these, but mm-hmm. I think that could be a theme. Kind of like with reading, like, yes, like in these dramatic times in your life, you need to go to the word, but also you need to go to the word every single day. Right. Yeah. So is that similar with fasting? Like, uh, yes, you need to go for these um, uh, for these dramatic times, but also you should do it regularly. Um, just a thought there. Um, Were you going to say something? Uh, no, I, I was going to say I, I'm interested to hear about the physical benefits. I'm, I getting think th- I'm getting that, but I want to cover. I, d- yeah. I have one more verse. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Passage that I want to cover before we get there, but yeah. So Matthew nine, um, says, then the disciples of John came to him saying, "Why do we and the Pharisees feast, but your disciples do not fast?" And Jesus said to them, "Can the wedding guests mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they are, and then they will fast." You say that's in Mark two. Matthew 9. I think... 
So okay. that's really interesting. Like the disciples didn't need to fast because they had Jesus with them. Yeah, because they were, yeah, huh. But then he commands them to fast when he's no longer with them. And, it, and right. obviously he's not with us now. I mean, in the flesh. So, yeah. And so that gives us like a direct like meaning of this, not the only meaning, but a like this is why we fast to connect to Jesus. Like, yeah, if even his though he's presence, not with us. If his, if he was like literally with us, we wouldn't need to fast. Yeah, yeah, that is good. That gives me a thought about like maybe the inverse of fasting, which is sharing a meal with someone. I feel like food is a communal yeah. tool, and so like everything is well thought out. So, hmm. like when God created us, He gave us hunger and a stomach and. That's how we go through things. But I don't know. I, I don't I'm just putting it out there that I find that interesting that sometimes we should like we're called to maybe fast. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like you have to notice the importance of eating. And yeah, uh, I was just reading in Acts two the other night. Uh, I was trying to I was looking at the formation of the church and like what a church body is supposed to be because we had testimonies the other night. And they kept asking um, the individuals, uh, what does church mean to you? And I was thinking, like, well, it doesn't really mean, or it doesn't really matter what it means to you. It it matters what the Bible says about it. So I I wanted to look into that and, like, what the Bible actually said. And uh, it said that the uh, people in Acts 2, I don't remember what area they were from, but they broke bread, or they... Yeah, they broke bread today. Man, I cannot speak today. This is aggravating. Sorry. Um, the people broke bread daily together. And so, again, to your point, like, eat just as, maybe not just as much as fasting, but definitely eating together. Like, they each have their importances, mm-hmm. and you need to recognize that. But it is cool how God commands you to eat with others, but then also don't eat with others, <laughs> you know? Um, so one thing, let's see, uh, I have, I have a few more things to touch on before we go into the fiscal benefits. Um, because even if you're not doing it for religious reasons, you should still do it. <laughs> uh, which I think is, is super cool that God gives us this gift. And even if people abuse it and not use it for his glory, he still gives them the benefits of it. Mm. For example, like there are, I know yoga people they see meditation as beneficial, right? Well, we're called to benefit, or sorry, we're we're called to meditate as Christians, but they also, they meditate just the same, and God gives them the benefits of meditating, even though they're using it in the wrong manner, mm-hmm. which I think is interesting. Uh, so, um, how, like, how should we be fasting? Uh, the, there, there's a verse that I came across, it's 1 Corinthians uh, Six thirteen. that chapter is talking about uh, sexual immorality, but uh, there's a verse in here that I really liked. You say, food for the stomach and stomach for the food, and God will destroy them both. Uh, the body, however, is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. So, uh, there what I pulled from that is that as the food is made for the stomach, and the stomach is made for food, so we are made for the Lord, and the Lord is made for us. Um, 
it says that you can't use the stomach excuse in terms of sexual immorality, but I do think that there is a, um, like he's, he's setting that side out and then, um, yeah, he is, he is comparing actually the food in the stomach and the Lord in the body. And I think that that's important to realize because food is necessary for the stomach, right? Mm -hmm. And also the Lord should be necessary for our bodies and we should, we should make a substitution there of our desires during our fasting. Um, but that is an attitude change. And we mentioned in the first episode that uh, the spiritual disciplines are not attitudes. They're activities that you perform. Uh, so what are some ways that you can like physically be fasting? Um, one thing that I like to do is... Um, I substitute my my meal times with prayer time or reading or whatever it be, uh, because, I mean, eating food actually kind of takes up a lot of time, right? What like especially if you're making it that day, sure. Uh, I mean, especially with my stove, like it it <laughs> takes so long to heat up. <laughs> yeah. Um. So like with the preparation and then actual eating, you get a lot of time back. I mean, let's say an hour at probably towards the minimum right because 30 minutes i i don't know i take my time eating so uh with that you have all this extra time what are you going to put it towards and if you put it towards your schoolwork or whatever it be i think you're kind of defeating the purpose of fasting like you have this time why would you not use it for the reason that you're fasting yeah um, that's a good like tip yeah. for people that are that want to know how to fast yeah, yeah. And that's kind of where fasting and I think we were calling it abstinence earlier mm -hmm. when, say, like social media, that's where they kind of like coincide Yeah. Um, when we're talking about wh what they mean and what they're for. I mm -hmm. um, and then also a lot of people will pray when they feel hungry. I, I would not recommend this if you do not have a defined purpose in mind. Uh, because I've tried this before, like I said, just trying to get closer to God. But that's a really ambiguous prayer to have every time you feel hungry because you're going to feel hungry a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you're praying for something specific, I feel like you can come up with more ways to pray with it. And therefore, you'll get more out of it. I would kind of feel redundant and repetitive and honestly burn out by the end of it if I was praying every time I felt hungry and also don't, don't have unrealistic expectations, right? Because <laughs> I mean, you're going to feel hungry almost all day. Mm. And while the goal is to pray a lot more during the day, uh, if you get frustrated that you felt hungry and then you denied your intuition to pray, don't get frustrated on that. Just go over it. We're human. And, uh, just remember why you're doing it. Right? Yeah. Um, all right. That's something cool that I, I found mm -hmm. uh, is that like we say we need food to, to survive, which we do, but yeah. we can actually go. The average person can survive like three months without food. Really? Yeah. But with water? Uh, I think water is only like three days, so we really do need water. Yeah. <laughs> but Food is, that is interesting. 
Although there, well, so let's let's quick specify. Uh, at least I am primarily talking about like a day fast. Yeah. Uh, so like twenty four hours. Sure. Uh, I think forty eight is safe, but I think once you get up to about seventy two, uh, you need to be careful with taking your vitamins and or n- your electrolytes, um, and minerals, and so I would not advise doing that your first time. Yeah. Uh, I I haven't done one. I, I aspire to at some point. Our uh, lawyers said to say this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we have the money for lawyers. Um, Don't die. Yeah, but I think I think the one day is perfectly safe. You're gonna feel super hungry, but it, it's totally fine. And you can go back and eat whatever you want. I mean, obviously, probably something healthy <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. to replenish whatever you lost. But um, anything longer than two, I would be a little. Um, a little careful about and do your own research on because I haven't done research on it. Um, yeah, okay, just wanted to point that out. So, any other thoughts on the biblical side before we get into? Um, I have one more thing. Yep. Um, I like this quote and I think it applies here by Saint Augustine. Um, he said, "Complete abstinence is easier than perfect moderation." Um, mm. and oh yeah. So when you think about trying to have, like, the perfect relationship with God and the perfect, like, um, life balance where you're spending X amount of time to work and then you're, like, praying for X amount, which there's no perfect formula. But um, I think fasting kind of ties into this idea that complete abstinence is, like, it can be easier than balancing everything perfectly. Yeah, That's, that's super good. Like when you're thinking about you're 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 saying that fasting is the case of complete abstinence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Thinking about fasting as like you're sacrificing something you need, and the Lord calls us to sacrifice things that we might put above Him, or you know, Jesus made the ultimate sacrifice, but we still need to give things up of ourselves each and every day. And yep. so, I don't know with bad habits and and things you want to sacrifice it's better to rip the band-aid off than just be like all right i'll i'll cut down from two hours of social media a day to an hour yeah to 30 minutes because you never know what (laughs) when you're gonna forget like your goal or whatever yeah so i i just think that's really good because with uh, as somebody that's trying to like st- still sacrifice and let go of some of the things that I I used to hold dear to me. Mm-hmm. Like, it's I really can't get rid of it unless I do it all. Yeah, at once. fully. Yeah. So, that's um, that's a really good point you just made. One other thing I want to say, like, uh, I th- I think I I missed this earlier. Part of the reason I started fasting was not so much in like. Uh, I want to get closer to God, but more out of I want to eliminate. Uh, like, you, uh, okay, so in terms of getting closer to God, you can look at it in two ways: either increasing God's priority in your life or decreasing other priorities in your life, right? So, um, <sighs> like with fasting, I I I tend to idolize food. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I I love eating. Me too. Like it's it's fun. It's enjoyable. Tastes and good. Yeah, and a lot of times it's. <laughs> I'm hungry right now. <laughs> Give me some food. No, like 
I don't know, sometimes it can be the best part of my day, whether it be with friends or whatever. And so part of why I started was getting rid of that because I was like, I, I started snacking a lot and it just became too much. And I was like, okay, I just, even if it's just one day, I need, I need a break. And so, yeah, yep. I went, okay. Now, uh, here we go. The physical benefits. Oh, first off, uh, Marion, Marion Webster's definition says it is to abstain from food. So he uses that word abstain, but specifically from food. And all the definitions that I've looked at are, are all fasting is not having food. Um, okay. <coughs> so. Uh, oh, and it can come in many forms. Intermittent or different lengths. So we're gonna, we're kind of going to cover all of them. So. Um, so the first. The first time that the fasting start. Like. Uh, yeah, the first time that starts. Is from 8 hours to 12 hours. And what happens there is you're. You get lower blood pressure and increased insulin sensitivity, which is good for diabetes. Uh, it also uh, starts to tap into the fat reserves. So before that, you're uh, running on your carbs and your sugars, like in your bloodstream. And uh, you're not burning any of your fat. So this is where intermittent fasting comes in. People will eat for a certain like area or a certain time frame in the day, and then fast the rest of the time. Uh, so what that's doing is it's just day after day. or And so intermittent fasting is every day. And so day after day, you're diving into your fat reserves. So it's primarily a fat loss uh, method. So if you're looking for the spiritual benefit, I would not recommend intermittent fasting because you're not going that long period of time for... Uh, like for God and it's honestly more out of a worldly intention to lose fat and like I, I think it's important to be healthy but also it could be like oh I want to lose fat so I look better I don't know yeah well your body should be a temple yeah true um, but I feel like um, I you know I just thought of something with with that is it saying like Okay, so with intermittent fasting, you want your body to look good. Like with working out, you want your body to function well. That would be kind of in this metaphor, making your temple look good. But what are you actually doing in your temple is what really matters, well, isn't it? A temple is a place of worship, and you use your body to you know, worship God and be a good example for others around you. Yeah. And so... I don't know. I feel like, yeah, I don't know. It's There's a whole other discussion there. Yeah, it's yeah, tricky. yeah. Let's not yeah, dive into that tricky. now. Uh, next, the next time frame is 12 to 18 hours. Uh, this is when you are fully in ketosis. Um, that means that you are fully using your fat reserves. So this is really the max time that you would be in uh intermittent fasting so 18 hours typically people do like a six hour eating period in intermittent fasting and then the other 18 that um, they are fasting for uh, at this at this point you're 
appetite should begin to decline. Um, and then also you get a boost in brain-derived neurotropic faction or factor. I got this from a website. This is <laughs> yeah. That, those are some big words. Yeah, uh, which helps you to learn more and have less brain fog. Interesting enough. So in not eating, your brain works better. Yes. So I was thinking about um, in Islam how they do Ramadan fasting. Yes. And so they fast from uh, sunrise to sunset, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that I just looked it up, and that's for a whole month, right? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Month of uh, May. Wait, no, 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 June. Okay, um, but yeah, like that's impressive. Yeah, like and that's pretty much religion wide. Yeah, and it's like accepted by everyone. And yeah, so I th- I think that's pretty cool. Another thing I think is like when pe when outsiders look at the different religions, or I'll just say atheists, uh, if they look at Islam and they look at Christianity, I feel like they're more likely to take Islam seriously because Muslims take it seriously. Right. I mean like, Oh man, you're, you're fasting for a whole month just for your religion. Whereas like how often do Christians do something that it's like, Whoa, like, and, and and like with Muslims, they, they wear hijabs and and stuff. And I think, well, I think that's more of a general statement because like a lot of that is works. Uh-huh. And so, like, if you that's, compare that's our fair. works to Muslims' works, like, it's just different. Different. Theirs is much more work focused. Well, not necessarily. It's just like you could also see the say the same same thing about some Christians who are very work focused. Or true. It's you can't you true. can't it's say something about another religion unless you know their heart. So true. Yeah. W- but yeah. I wish I had looked into this before we recorded, but I wonder if there's, um, like, geographic areas of Christianity that do um, prioritize fasting more. And if maybe that's more of a Western idea that um, this isn't as necessary or maybe or that it's been faded out. Yeah, you're saying, like, maybe more in the East they take it very seriously. Yeah, I'm not sure. That would be interesting to look into. Us Americans need our burgers. Yeah, for real. Uh, okay, on to 24 hours. This is uh, when autography sets in. So this is when your cells become more efficient by replacing old cells uh, that, well, are deteriorating, uh, and they replace them with new ones. Mm-hmm. So you act this. It's actually kind of referred to as the anti-aging um, event. Mm-hmm. Is like you're replacing your old cells with new ones. Like it. Yeah, you're so. not allowing I, your cells to be old. <laughs> yeah, I think that's. I mean, super cool that God has given this 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 gift. And <laughs> I mean, literally, like He rewards you for for fasting for Him. Like. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, okay, and then. I think that's a that could also be another like theme for all these spiritual disciplines. Like, you do something in the name of the Lord. Like, you'll you'll be blessed for it, and I I kind of like heard that from my dad when I asked him about fasting, but it kind of like stuck out to me that like you don't need to think too much, like don't don't get bogged down in like introspective and be like oh I don't know what went r- went wrong I'm not getting anything from yeah. it like it'll be blessed in God's timing and 
yeah all this uh is worth it another thing about autophagy uh is that it reduces inflammation i don't know what i don't exactly know what inflammation is referring to but there's that (laughs) uh 36 to 48 this is this is getting into a a deeper fast um it increases the human human growth hormone hgh which actually helps to build muscle which is very interesting because you're not eating but yet you're producing this hormone that helps grow muscle it's interesting I want to, like you said, you looked it up. What did you like look it up on like a edu or a dot gov or dot com? I do so not recall. questioning everything. That no, I'm just saying when you, when you provide information, like you want to make sure the sources are. I understand. Good. And I forget. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> That's my bad. But just like, it, like as a, me being a listener, if I'm yeah. getting information. Yeah. I know. Uh, it was from a, I do remember it was from a doctor published but it wasn't like web like mm. like an article yeah cool um so it also so it says it increases muscle mass hgh does and it also stimulates faster muscle repair may also be used to speed up the healing process for wounds and more serious injuries hgh is so effective that taking it externally is banned in professional sports and is considered doping really yeah but i wouldn't recommend fasting before um, yeah, before a major event, because you're not getting your carbs. Huh. But uh, that's interesting. Yeah, isn't it? It's very cool. So that's 36 to 48. If you want to get jacked, fast for two <laughs> days, uh, and then th- 72 hours. Again, we said this is getting riskier. Uh, you should take more precaution when you go ahead and do this. Do not try this if at home. Yeah. Uh, please consult your doctor before yeah. <laughs> fasting for up to 72 hours. Side effects may include <laughs> nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, <laughs> random fainting. Um, uh, so at 72 hours, it increases stem cell production and boosts the immune system. Uh, so here's a quote. It says, when patients of cancer uh, fasted during chemo, their immune system stayed strong throughout the process, whereas usually when uh, cancer patients go through chemo, it completely wrecks them. Like chemo is... <laughs> It is totally destructive on their immune system, but mm. I found it was interesting that people that fasted through that actually stayed stronger. So that is all I got for That's the wild. health benefits of it. So even if you don't seek the religious, uh, the religious benefit, I think there's still motive to do it. Yeah. Uh, I, I f- this goes a lot with so I'm l- seeking wisdom because. I think wisdom is something you can look for even when like if you feel for like your whole life if you're yeah if you're content you can still look for wisdom because there's always something more to learn and so um i think that the proverbs of the bible and just the wisdom that the bible has can be helpful to like anyone it's like good rule of thumb how to live your life as a a good person yeah. so yeah, there's definitely, like, uh, I don't know where I was going with this, but it's not only spiritual benefit, but physical, relationship, benefit, all this. Yeah. It's a good conclusion. Um, um, okay. I will, I have to go to class soon, so I'll, I'll say, uh, what's your favorite food? 
I don't want to go that deep. Are you sure? <laughs> Brother. Ice cream all the way. We've been Ice talking. Cream? I don't want to talk I know you said food, food, but you know I'm what? so hungry, and I'm sure everybody listening is hungry, too. Ice cream is so <laughs> good. I just totally spiked. I know. Mine's the only so one that's good. actually good. Huh. Ice cream? Both of you say ice cream? Sorry. It's up there. Subjectively good. <sighs> pizza every day. Pizza? I know. It Depends sounds bad. What pizza. No, it doesn't. No, it you can mm, do so much with brother. pizza. I could eat pizza every day and not get sick of it. You're telling me you could go to Little Caesars every day? No, not Little Caesars. Like, oh, see, that's what I was saying. It depends on the pizza. No, it, no, but pizza in general, like I could get Papa John's pizza one day and then Little Caesars the next day, and it would be two completely different foods. You cannot, but say, it still counts. You cannot say that it doesn't matter what pizza you get. Red Baron, banger pizza. Agreed. Frozen. Agreed. But Little Caesars. I'm not saying Little Caesars pizza is my favorite pizza. I'm saying pizza is my favorite food. I know, but <laughs> you're you're saying all pizza is equal, basically, and it's not. Like, no, I'm not. I'm saying pizza is the best food, in my opinion. Yeah, but me. I said it depends on the type of pizza, like where it's from. You can't tell me what depends for me. <laughs> uh, it's my I opinion. Um, all right, so just, Simon, get out of here. I'm just getting worked up over pizza. <laughs> I kind of want. Good thing we're not fasting right now. <laughs> That's true. That would be that'd be rough. <laughs> I'd get out of here and have to pray for like 30 minutes. Be like, Lord, I'm feeling very hungry. I haven't right eaten now. anything today, so technically I haven't eaten for breakfast is the most important like meal of the day, my man. Hours. You hold on, real quick. You asked. I'm 15 hours right now without eating. So. Really? Just well go to full 24. Nice. Nah, <laughs> okay, so yeah. That sounded like a zombie. <laughs> like a baby zombie. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I just kill a lot of zombies in my day. <laughs> it's messed up. Mine's fine. Bop, 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 bop. Welcome to op- to episode number five. <laughs> Too much? Okay. This one is going <laughs> to be... I think this will be six, because episode six, oh, we just recorded on. on. Okay, let's do that again. Oh, wait, attack. Attack. No, down. Down, down. Now pull the, your <gasps> range forward. That's good. Range. That's good. That's yeah. No shot. Yeah, no I got sh- it. Oh, wait. No! Wait, 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 wait. Let's just let it... I think we just have to turn you up then. <laughs>